This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and is... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. Before we jump in, and I'll remind you guys of this at the end as well, I just want to let you know, after today's episode, we are just going to take a few weeks of a hiatus in July, and so we will be back in about a month, so don't you worry. We'll jump right back into Dillon, Texas when we get back, and hopefully some NFL and NBA all goes according to plan. So there we go. Steph, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about Friday Friday Night Lights. It's um, become one of my favorite shows now. So you've got me addicted. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I'm doing great. Good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And I love that it's become one of your favorite shows. That makes (laughs) me really happy. Um, Fantastic. So we are going to discuss the episode called Nevermind in today's, <laughs> on today's Fangirl Playbook. Um, I always love the names of these episodes. They're awesome. Uh, so Nevermind, we have quite a few storylines, as we always seem to have going on on this show. We are seeing a very frustrated Jason Street back living at home and all of that entails. He has not gone back to school yet, but back living at home. There is the attempted reconciliation with Lila. So there's a lot in there. There's the backdrop of the fact that Smash is still taking steroids. And it's not a big part of this episode, um, or it really hasn't been a huge part of the last two episodes, but they do a really good job of just making sure we remember. Uh, So I think, you know, that's kind of interesting. Steph and I were talking a little before this. During this week's game, it's a close game and uh, Smash jumps on the table and gets the crowd riled up. And I feel like that was their way of reminding us, like, don't forget. Because just the way he does it, <laughs> the action is like very like, he's on steroids. Um, and he also, you know, he, he makes a great play, uh, oh, yeah. which helps them win the game, which also probably, because he's super fast, uh, it doesn't hurt, but we're, you know, he's not fast. <laughs> Super strong. We have um, Tim Riggins and the fact that he's been cheating his way through school with Rally Girls doing his homework and Tammy Taylor isn't going to allow it anymore. Uh, And there's a conversation between her and her husband about they're not just football players and don't buy into the town and make them feel like they're just football players and let them forget their education, which 
we'll be talking about this in about a month, but is a good setup for what ultimately right. happens with Ash. Um, and then the biggest storyline of this particular episode is Matt's dad comes home from Iraq yes. to visit. And that is probably the, that's the biggest main storyline of this episode and what happens there. And I think, why don't we, why don't we jump into that? So Steph, Matt's dad is not, not a warm and fuzzy individual. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of the saddest relationships of the show because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, Matt is initially really excited that his dad's there and he's returned, you know, but it evaporates really quickly because, you know, it becomes clear that he's really not that much, you know, he's just uninterested in supporting Matt's endeavors, you know, with everything and or helping care for his grandmother. And, his mother, and that's um, his mother. Which is- right. And he doesn't like it when he screws up under pressure, but at the same time, he's not really willing to help with the pressure. So it's like, you know, it's just one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Like, cause he's yeah. having to make rent and then he's having to take care of his grandmother. Like it, it, the, the scene opens up even with him arguing over $300 something dollar, you know, medical bill, which no 15 or 16 year old would at 16, I guess, shouldn't, I mean, think about that kind of pressure, you know, to do while he's getting ready to go to school, while he's making breakfast for his grandma, you know, it's just like getting her pills taken and he's on the phone talking, you know, it just, to me, it really like put all that stress just right on his shoulders and you can really see that. So it's just really sad. And you would think that, you know, the, dad would want to but it, you know his mind is clearly somewhere else you know he feels this um I don't know this pull I guess this responsibility to finish what's happened in Iraq which is totally understandable but it's it's hard it's just a real hard story well in that scene where he first comes back and he, like you said Matt's on the phone he's arguing about the the 300 and some dollar bill and then his grandmother says, help your dad with yeah. his bag. And Matt <laughs> says, your dad, my dad's in Iraq. And he thinks she's kind of having another one of her episodes where she doesn't remember. And then when he sees his dad's actually there, it's actually kind of heartbreaking because Matt runs out to him like he's a little kid. He kind of regresses into being like a five-year-old. Yeah. And he runs out to see him with so much excitement and almost like jumps on him to hug him. And his dad is like so stiff and... it's you can see right there and you also see like how it's like the little boy and Matt comes out like all of a sudden there's another figure there that can take care of them and it's like Matt relaxes a little Mm -hmm. because he hasn't had that he's had to be the adult in this situation right Um, and there's a scene later um because the dad comes home I won't go I'll start with this part you know, his dad uh, comes home and sees what's going on. His dad's super impatient with his grandmother. He gets mad at her. He yells at her because he doesn't understand what's going on. He has like no uh, capacity to deal with what she's going through and the, you know, deterioration of her mind. And they, she almost sets something on fire. She does set something on fire. Right, and able to right, control right. It. So they end up talking to someone about um, care and his and he says, well, what about a home? And she says, well, you know, she is Matt's legal guardian, 
And right. that's the conundrum there because that's the conundrum. Because really Matt's her guardian. Right. She may legally be Matt's guardian, but he's the one who's her guardian. And then the conversation comes up that he could get out of his service because there's no one else to take care of Matt. And Matt is very excited about that. And the dad says, absolutely not. We have to finish what we started. And we already see earlier in the show, Matt mentions that there are people who feel like we shouldn't be in Iraq. And that conversation does not go well at all. Um, So it's just, it's really sad. And it's really sad for Matt. And it's sad to see. And I understand, obviously, I understand that his father feels a real commitment to finishing what was started you know, in Iraq and in his words, but he's putting that above his child. And that's a really hard thing to see. And Matt realizes in that moment that he's kind of second fiddle and the family's second fiddle. And that's really, really hurtful for him. Yeah. And then, and then later on he realizes, I don't know if you want to finish this part, but he realizes that, you know, there's nothing, he doesn't want to stay and he tries with the job and everything, but he can't sell cars or whatever. But well, like, that's, that's another episode. That's another oh, episode. So we'll, uh, we'll wait. We'll wait on that one until we'll wait on that one until we come back after our our little hiatus. Um, but we have we can get to the. Let's talk about the game. So Matt, his father comes to see him play in a game for the first time, and Matt, of course, has a terrible game because he's okay. super concerned about it. There's also a church dinner. Uh, that Matt's dad doesn't come to. And we see Matt and Julie kind of get in their first fight because, you know, Julie, you know, she's very young as well. And she's not used to this. Like in her house, her parents take care of her and her right. parents are together and her parents support her. And that's, and it's different circumstances. Like that's a lot of it is just circumstance. And they have the ability to do that in a way that Matt's father does not both um, both due to his job and just due to his emotional capacity of what he can do. Right. And Julie kind of doesn't let it go that he's not coming. So Matt gets upset with her. Um, but then he has a, he has a bad game and coach ends up, ends up benching him because right. he says, it's just not your night. And they do win, um, which is great, but they do win. But then Matt and his dad get in a fight in the parking lot and, you know, Matt says, I would wish you would just go back. Like you haven't been helpful. You don't want to be here. And they get in a huge fight in front of everybody. Matt ends up going over to the Taylors and he has a conversation, you know, with coach Taylor. Um, and we also, this is really the beginning too, because remember like just as early as an episode ago, the Taylors were not, especially coach Taylor was not exactly thrilled about Matt and Julie's relationship. Right. But now we start to see the beginning of them, really kind of taking Matt, I don't want to say under their wing, but starting to take care of Matt. I mean, Coach Taylor has that in him anyways. His players are not just his players. He does really care about them. Um, But, you know, Matt ends up going to their house and he has a conversation with Coach Taylor and Matt says to him, I just hate him. And Coach Taylor said, don't say that. Right. Don't say things you're going to regret. Do not say that about your father. And it's the, this idea that his dad basically wants to send him to Oklahoma with his aunt yes. And, yes. and send the grandma into a home. And, you know, and, and Matt's concerned because, you know, he knows her and he's, she's, he's like, she doesn't even know anybody. Like he's, he's taking like so much on. So you can kind of see why his head wasn't in the game because it's like, 
I'm who cares if I perform while I'm going to Oklahoma, you know, so it's not, you know, he, and his dad's sort of like, yeah, but you can play football anywhere. And, you know, he's just so conflicted and uh, you just really see that. And he's, you know, I think it would be hard for anybody, but especially for somebody his age. <laughs> and he's started dating Julie. He's found his way. And I think the thing for Matt is, and they don't really get into this, but I thought about it when I was rewatching the episode. I don't know that Matt can play football anywhere. I think Matt is in a really good situation under a really good coach who knows how to coach quarterbacks and knows how to coach people. And Matt, Matt is a, certainly has talent and is a good player, but I don't know that Matt could play football anywhere. It was when his father said that I was thinking that I was like, I don't know that he can. (laughs) He was in a perfect situation um, I mean, maybe he could, he clearly could make a team, but I don't know that he's the starting quarterback at another school. So, right. And it's just totally uprooting his life, what he knows, what he's done, his friends, his girlfriend, his, you know, all of these yeah. things. So that's, that's a lot to take on. And especially at, at that age. And, uh, you know, it's just, you see this resentment and anger to start re- really building up, but then it like explodes, of course, in the parking lot. I, and I, I, it's just kind of interesting too, is that when, after he goes to see coach Taylor and, you know, talks to, to him, he goes back and his dad is actually putting grandma to bed and taking her glasses off and doing all the things Matt normally does. So it's almost like he's getting a taste of what Matt's life is like for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting to see because it's like, you have no idea, dad. (laughs) I know Iraq is tough, but this is tough. So it's like, they're both trying to like, they're, they don't see each other in each other's shoes. And I think that they're finally starting to see that. And in the parking lot, Matt says to him, you know, when he says, I wish you would just go back to Iraq, we were doing better here without you. And then the dad says, oh yeah, with you calling me all the time and right." And all the things you have to do and but and not really understanding. But I think you're right in that scene. I think the dad does have a moment of being like, I've put a lot on my child to take yeah. care of his mom. I mean, he's taking care of his dad's mom. That is, I think I that was something that's interesting to me that was always interesting to me in these episodes with his father. It's like she's his mother. It's not, she's not Matt's mom's mom. So oh. he's put that on his kid which is a lot to put on your kid. And again, we're all often, you know, victims or not victims of our circumstances. Um, and we have to make choices based on, we can make the best choices we can for the circumstances we're in, I guess maybe a way to say that. <laughs> and I think for his dad, this was the best choice. He's He's in the army. He is committed to that. He has gone to fight in Iraq and he gave Matt a caretaker and his mother is his legal guardian, but Matt is really her caretaker. And that's, um, I think that's a really, it's kind of a really, really big thing. I'm I'm thinking of a scene in season two, which obviously it'll be a little while till we get to, but um, it's a, it's a big scene. It's important, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) Um, Before we continue here, we're going to take a really quick break and hear from our sponsor. And then we will be right back. They say a healthy gut means a healthy you. Favor apple cider vinegar shots bottle this feeling into the convenience of a two ounce shot. Better digestion, stronger immune system, 
and the lowering of blood sugar levels are just some of the benefits to shooting a daily favor shot. Their proprietary blends are raw and organic and mixed with other functional ingredients to create a better tasting experience. First time shooters can go to drinkafavor.com. All right, so also in the backdrop of this episode, well, maybe not in the backdrop, but a important part of this episode, though, since I brought up the word backdrop, Steph and I were talking about this before the show, and it really is, you know, it's people ask me, isn't it just a show about football? And it's football is the backdrop, but it's a show about people and it's a show about relationships and it holds up. You know, there are certain shows that really still hold up. And mm-hmm. this show about 14 years ago, like that's yeah, a while ago. And it really still holds up because it's about relationships and people. I always say the same thing, a very different show, but about sex in the city. Like so much has changed in the world since that show was on. But when you rewatch it, it holds up because it's about people and relationships. And I just think that's kind of interesting. So that's just a side <laughs> note. Sorry. Um, but let's talk about Lila and Jason. <laughs> so we have. Jason gets up in the morning looking for his, is it a Pearl Jam CD? Nirvana. Nirvana. (laughs) So he's looking for his Nirvana CD. He can't help it. He gets really frustrated with his mother. She says, why are you so upset about this? And he says a line that I think is very poignant and, and makes a lot of sense for where he is. And he says, because I'm a cripple and I want to listen to my Nirvana CD and I want to listen to it now. Right. And in some ways he sounds like a petulant child, child, but in other ways he's really struggling with, I'm in, you know, and, and I don't blame him at all. Like I'm entitled to listen to my CD. Look what happened to me. Six weeks ago, I was the star quarterback who was going right. to go to the NFL and make a ton of money. And now I'm in a wheelchair. Find me my damn CD. Like he really, and I, you know, you don't blame him. No, and, you, you don't. And it, like, it's it's so strange, but until you lose something, like I just had shoulder surgery and it's not like I'm, you know, obviously not crippled, but like I couldn't use my hand and I was like, okay, I need somebody to lift, you know, and it's just so frustrating. You know what I mean? Not being able mm-hmm. to like bend down and go and pick something up. So I, I was really like, I identified a little bit because it's like he's in a wheelchair, you know, that are suitcases on the ground that he can't just like get down there and go look at it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he just, it just is all coming to a head. So it wasn't necessarily about the Nirvana CD. It was just about, God, I can't, you know, do the basic, a basic thing that I want to find, you know? So it, it just, it kind of came to a head and I, I totally get, it. I was like, poor guy, you know? So then he goes and, wheels himself four miles to the record store and that and which where he finds said nirvana cd that he wants to buy but where he also finds lila garrity um which was funny to me because i was like what time did this store open and what time does school start because her friends are like lila we're gonna be late for school i know we'll start 11 in dillon texas it's amazing um maybe she had a free period first period we'll let it go um he goes to the record store where he finds Lila. They uh, end up going back to Jason's to try to rekindle their moment, their romance. But Jason is having trouble. And we had seen this a little bit in rehab, but he cannot perform sexually like he once could. And it's going to be like kind of relearning things. And so that's a, it's a sad moment because there's the moment where they're like, kind of so excited and you kind of feel right. like there's a chance you know and then he's 
of course, unhappy. And then we later, he's with his uh, old roommate having dinner and, and drinks or whatever. And he, was it drinks? I mean, Jason is in high school. Not that I that seems to stop. <laughs> Probably. Whatever, they're, <laughs> whatever they're doing. And um, he says to him, like, you have, you're going to have to relearn everything. And it's not going to be like it was. And you're you're like a little kid relearning so many things and you'll get there eventually, but it's going to take time. And it's kind of a, another obviously disappointment for Jason. Um, Cause right. Again, especially so- going from being in high school and it kind of happening all the time, you know, to yeah. where it's gotta be more meaningful and it's just, you know, it's, it's a little rocky and, you know, like, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a change. It's a big life changing thing. And it's not saying like, and his roommate's great about it. Cause he's like, it, it'll happen, but it's not going to yeah. be the way you're used to. And it's, and you're going to have to work at it. Like everything else you have to do, you're going to have to work at it. So it kind of puts things into perspective and poor, um, you know, and you could see that Lila obviously just wants to be close to him again, but you know, it's not, doesn't work the same way. And so it's, it's just something else that's going to have to be worked out in their relationship. Uh, and the roommate, I, whose name I can never remember. I can never I, remember I'm, his name either. Sorry. For next month, you guys, I promise. Um, <laughs> he, said, he says, who is lucky lady? And when he says it's Lila, he's like, well, oh, of course yeah. that's, that's, of course, that's why it's a problem. <laughs> You want to show her like what she's been missing and forget about Tim. And so Lila comes over um, and she actually, Lila has a little bit of a tendency to push mm-hmm. and she actually comes over, I think in a nice way, trying. she's trying and she brings a video essentially about like being able to have sex after once you've been in Jason's situation and they're watching it and basically they get into a little bit of a fight and he says something really mean to her. And I don't blame him, but it's mean. And he says yeah. to her, if you want to get laid that badly, call Riggins. And yeah. that was, and it's a big, not only was it not nice, but it, it's an issue because he's either going to forgive her. He has to either forgive her or not forgive her. Right. He can't keep throwing it in her face. It can't be like every time they get into a tiff, he's now going to bring up the fact that she slept with Tim Riggins. Right. Um, so, and it's interesting. He goes to the Taylors to talk to coach. Coach isn't there. And so he ends up talking to Tam- Tammy about it. Yeah. Um, like, I, I want to make this work. I do love her. And, but it's really hard. And basically Tammy's advice, which is, I think, really good advice, and I think might be really good life advice for everybody all the time, is there's no weakness in forgiveness. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that because you really have to be the stronger person sometimes because it's not easy to forgive, especially when you've been hurt so badly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's actually, it's weird. It's the stronger person, even though you don't see it that way, but I loved that. I thought that was like the perfect thing to say. I love Tammy. I'm like, can I talk to her? (laughs) I would love that. Like Tammy to be my life coach and just basically every day tell me what to do about everything. Right. (laughs) The way to go. Um, She is, she's, she's amazing. Uh, And she just, she understands people. And I think what's so cool about her character is she really is amazing, but not in a way that would make you be like, oh, 
why like nobody's this perfect you know what I mean like because she has moments too but she really is amazing and she understands people and she understands relationships and she understands these kids and what they're going through um and while we're on the subject of Tammy let's talk a little bit about Tammy and Tim Riggins they have a conversation where she hears he's doing very poorly in his English class and she asked him about there was a paper on the scarlet letter and he was like oh yeah that that was really tough so they go to look at the paper on which he got an a minus and so she says tell me about the scarlet letter and he says well obviously there's this chick name or this woman I don't know he may have called her chick I can't remember named scarlet and she's like Tim Riggins so tells him like he's gonna have to do his own homework and there's there's a no pass, no play policy, and there are two games left to get in the playoffs. Right. Um, they're very important games. So she has him start to work with Landry, essentially as his tutor. And they're talking about a book, and there are two – Is it was it of Mice and Men? I can't remember what book. Yeah, it's of Mice and Men. Mice and Men and two best friends and one – Terribly betrays the other. Well, I mean, in, in the book, I think kills him. Um, mm-hmm. Betrays the other. And it's, you know, it's interesting how they talk it through and Landry reads the book to him and he totally gets it. But then when asked to analyze it, it's like there's a, a block because Tim's not dumb. No. He just doesn't apply himself. <laughs> and he, so, yeah. And he literally reads the book to him aloud, you know, just to, and I'm thinking Landry's like the best. Like, I'm like, I just think that that is amazing that he would do that. And he's like, you know, and then, and Tim is just like, he's used to just manipulating people. So he's like, well, just write it for me. Why don't you just do Why are you doing all this work? You know, it's much harder for you. Why don't you just write it for me? And he's like, no, you know, like, you know, this isn't the point. Like, cause it would be easier probably for Landry to write, just write the paper, but he's going to him and reading to him and doing all these things and having these discussions. And I think that was like, good because he's like no I'm not going to do it so like doing the best thing for him was not doing it for him I guess is the point you know so and that's what Tim needed and uh Tim and I uh alluded to this earlier but coach Taylor and Tammy have a conversation where he says oh yeah doing this with two games to go in the playoffs. And that's when she said to him, you can't don't buy into the idea that these guys are just football players. And then we'll get back to that scene in a minute. Cause something pretty important happens in it. But he later says to Tim, you know, I am going to be paying very close attention and my wife is right. And if you don't pass, you don't play. And I want to finish up the storyline before we get back to that scene between the Taylors. Cause something pretty big happens in there. Um, and Tim ends up getting, he applies himself and he ends up getting a B minus on the report. (laughs) And he comes to, and this is like a really sweet moment. So Landry has this band, Crucifictorious, who is not (laughs) great, guys. To be really honest about it, not great. (laughs) They're not, they're not metal or something. I don't know. It's not awesome. And he has a show on Friday night after the game which Matt and Julie joke, they don't end up going because of the fight with Matt's dad, but Matt and Julie 
have a joke earlier where Julie says, we're going to have to go to the show, aren't we? And Matt goes, if we don't, then no one else is going to go. But who <laughs> shows up? Lo and behold, Tim Riggins. And that's why I go back to, and I always say, like, he's not a bad guy. He really isn't. He just is so limited. But that was nice of Tim Riggins to go to that Cruise Victoria show. I don't know if I would have gone to that Cruise Victoria <laughs> yeah it was good it was good stuff like it makes you you know and it meant so much to Landry but Tim is a good person at heart where he's like no I'm gonna go support him and show him my B minus paper and you know what I mean and I was just like this Mm -hmm. is great like I don't know because I you know it meant a lot to Landry but Landry had done so much for Tim so it just was good even though that they didn't quite end and you know they were yelling at each other um, I just thought that was just really sweet of Tim to do. And also it meant so much to Landry that, you know, that's kind of what human relationships are about, like, you know, give and take. So uh, I loved mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I love it too. I do. I love, love that part. Um, and I love it the too, because Tim comes and he comes at the end of a set. And so he's like, well, I'm so sorry I came at the end, but I want to be here. And Landry says, no, don't worry about it. We have another set. I have a table for you right up front. And yeah. Tim's like, great. So, uh, so that was good. But while Coach and Tammy are having this conversation about Tim in their front yard taking out the trash can, Coach Taylor gets a call. Yeah. From the University of Texas football team. And they want to know if he'd like to come be their quarterbacks coach the next season. And that um, is now a storyline that is, going to unfold it's obviously very exciting because you know that's kind of the dream (laughs) Um, so we're gonna see how that unfolds over the next several episodes at this point with Nevermind I believe we're about halfway through I believe this was episode I think it's either episode 11 or 12 there are 22 episodes so when we come back from our what'd you say it's what uh, never mind was 11. So we'll come back. It was 11. We're exactly halfway through. Um, okay. And this is not a bad place to start. So if you are just now listening and, you know, you want to start, you know, following, this isn't a bad place to start. There's some background information you're going to have to know, but this isn't a bad place to start because it's kind of like, this is when it gets really good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's very true. And, you know, it's, it's such a good show. Like really can't recommend it highly enough. Um, so if you, I would say Steph is correct. And if you need background, you can also listen to our podcast on it and then you can have all the background you need, but it's, it is a good place to start. And I'm excited. I'm excited for us to come back and keep talking about it because this is cool. And I've said before on this, this podcast, and I will say it again. Um, it's this is the only season that's to full 22 episodes and i say that because sometimes it's daunting to watch like five seasons of a show but this is the only season that's 22 episodes um and all of them are about like 42 minutes because of like commercial breaks but then the next season i think is 15 episodes there was a writer's strike and then the next three are 13 so you will get through the series probably like quicker than you would have um, right. if you were starting a 22 episode show from the get-go um so Steph I'm excited for us to come back and talk about it we get a little little hiatus and we'll enjoy some baseball hopefully in between um yeah baseball's back hopefully hopefully back um 
For those of you listening, just a shameless plug. I launched a little something on my Instagram yesterday called Cody Corner. Every Monday, <laughs> 2 o'clock, pick up your, your Cracker Jacks and go to my Instagram stories at Tracy Sandler and see a fun fact about Cody Bellinger. <laughs> I really don't think I've ever been. I feel like it's some content. There's certain pieces of content I get really excited about, and this was one of them. So there's that. Um, so there's that. Uh, in the interim, guys, make sure you're following us uh, on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network because, like I said, we'll be back in about a month and you will get the exact date if you're following us there. And Steph, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Yeah. We'll talk to you here. <laughs> Go Panthers. Go Panthers, Texas forever. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye, all. Bye.